Hello guys and welcome to episode four of the fake news with Emily Savage. I hope you're all well and everybody is having an amazing day. I'm just sat here with my cup of tea. I don't know about you guys but I love a cup of tea. I'm having a nice English breakfast tea, one of my definite favourites, very stereotypical there. Um, The English uh, love their tea, don't they? And um, I also, however, like Earl Grey and um, I'm also into my herbal teas like peppermint tea, which is really good for a detox, chamomile tea before going to bed. And then, um, you know, I also am a massive fan of coffee, um, especially when I have a lot to, uh, to get done, if I want a bit of an energy boost or whatever. So yeah, coffee and tea great drinks guys just sat here with my cup of tea uh right now so I thought that I would um make this a bit of a quicker one tonight hopefully so um today I was just going to talk to you a little bit about travel and so it's interesting isn't it because like the face of travel has changed uh quite a lot during the last few months um Obviously, um, the whole world has been affected by uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus. Um, And so we have got quite a lot of travel restrictions in place at the moment. Lots of airlines have closed down or lots of airlines have um, like decreased their, their flights. Um, or they're just allowing like residents or whatever to fly Um, or you know there's kind of there's lots going on there basically yeah anyway so we're sort of um, we're, we're a little bit restricted at the moment and perhaps you know this is with good reason if you think about it when you're flying um long haul in particular um you know you're trapped in basically what is essentially a large tin can <laughs> for uh for i don't know say plus 6 hours um often a lot more than that if you're flying i know there are some very special direct flights i believe from london to australia and that takes like 18 hours so imagine being stuck in an aeroplane in a tin can, sardines guys, <laughs> for uh, for like 18 hours with um, literally uh, a bunch of COVID germs floating around in the, ne- in the air, making their way up your nostrils. And, um, you know, we wouldn't want that to happen, would we? So um, I guess these restrictions... Uh, sorry, I completely mumbled my words then. Uh, these restrictions are kind of in place for a reason. Um, obviously, we don't want to get sick, so it makes sense. Now, what are your guys' favourite places to travel to? Um, what are your favourite means of travel? So, I don't know about you guys, but I don't actually have a car. I don't have my own car. And so I have learnt to kind of utilise the public transport or transit that's uh, available to us um, quite easily, frequently, like that's kind of what I use a lot of the time. And so I'd say um, one of the best bus systems that I have ever used is in Vancouver. You have a really good bus system. Um, the buses tend to come like every three, five, seven minutes. Like basically it's like really, really quick. Um, we do also have some good buses here in England as well. Um, but the buses, there tends to be like a little bit of a longer wait time, um, between catching them. Um, so yeah, good buses in Vancouver and you can like use, uh, a compass card which is a bit like if you're living in England it's a bit like an oyster card so basically you tap your compass card to get on the buses or whatever I believe you can also use a debit card or a credit card or whatever um, and then those same cards can also be used for um, in Vancouver they have like this um, it's kind of like a monorail almost 
and it's called the Sky Train. And it's literally, it stretches like all the way out into the suburbs. And there's different lines, of course. I guess it's kind of like the London Underground, like the tube, but it's like in the air. So it's really cool because you get to see all of like the mountains and the surrounding atmosphere. And then you go through the suburbs and the city, see all the skyscrapers. So that's really super cool. So uh, yeah, they have a really good uh, transit system in Vancouver. Now, I would also say some of the best trains that I've been on uh, were in Germany. So I went into railing uh, with a few of my friends uh, while I was like backpacking summer 2014 after I finished my sociology degree. Oh my gosh, I sound old, guys. <laughs> Past it. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, that was a few years ago. But uh, anyways, I did quite a lot of traveling that summer. And it was honestly one of the best summers of my life. Um. So yeah, we went through Germany on the trains. And their trains were so good, guys. Like, um, the timing uh, was super efficient. And like, the carriages were super clean super airy uh, and spacious, modern looking and, um, you know, it seemed like they just weren't too overcrowded and um, compared to some of the other trains that we took in Europe as well, um, they sort of were some of the faster, cleaner, kind of uh, better ones really. So yeah, they had good trains in Germany and I don't know if you guys have heard about the um, bullet train in Japan. So my sister, um, my lovely sister Pippa, um, <laughs> she um, she went on the bullet train in Japan um, with like her scouts group, um, and they said that yeah, the train is super fast. So literally it can pretty much go from one end of the country to the other end of the country on this train, like, super fast, super high speed, in, like, a couple of minutes or something, or to just go, like, a really short distance, it literally just takes, like, 30 seconds, like, one minute, something like that, like, it's super fast, and apparently that was, like, super clean and uh, stuff as well, so, yeah, the bullet train in Japan is definitely uh, recommended by my sister as well, I'm yet to try that one, but uh, it sounds very cool, and so, um, you know, that's some really good innovation right there, I hope that we'll get more sort of high-speed trains uh, throughout, like, the rest of Europe and in uh, North America as well, because I think that would be really um, beneficial to uh, the face of travel, particularly if we are kind of restricted um, in the air, obviously better kind of on the ground public tran transit and transport um, would be an amazing idea. So if we had lots of like high speed electrified railway lines, I think that could be really, really um, beneficial kind of environmentally um, and yeah like socially as well in terms of kind of like reshaping our society um, in the face of how things are, are going at the moment with health and um, yeah and with the environment so uh, yeah anyways and you know talking about this as well so, I already mentioned to you guys, um, I don't actually have my own car. And I was also thinking, because I would say that, well, air travel, I think, is pretty essential to our, to our society, really. Um, considering how the world has um, opened up so much over the last 10, 20, 25 years and how, you know, like immigration is a lot more common, um, people come and go and work in different countries like regularly um, and I think that yeah, it's not really very viable going forward kind of once we've sorted out uh, the coronavirus, um, 
issue or once everybody's vaccinated or whatever I don't think it's very viable to kind of keep um like airlines closed or like restricted or whatever because um I mean so many of us right like yeah have families in um other countries or whatever but also I would say that traveling it also kind of brings um you know a sense of belonging to the rest of the world but like a genuine empathetic um like kind of first-hand experiencing kind of sense of belonging with the rest of the world and I think because when we're I certainly know when I was little um you know I used to you hear about other cultures or whatever on tv and um or on the radio or wherever and you kind of think oh that's cool but like you can't quite identify with it in the same way um unless you've actually like been out there and traveled and experienced like lots of different cultures um firsthand so I do think that travel like is a really important like tool in our education and like in re- in being able to relate to others better um and also like I think it's it's good because you know, when we do travel and we meet lots of different people and when we go to lots of different places, um, I think that it's kind of, it's kind of easy, it's easy, well, it's easy if we just stay in one place, like, our whole life to kind of, like, other, other people and think, you know, oh, they're not really like me or whatever or but if we like go and travel and we you know meet lots of like new people and have these experiences then I think like you know it just brings everybody together more and you just realize then that the whole like human race and the whole world and all these countries are so interconnected and we all have so much that we can learn from each other and so much that we can like share with each other and so I mean obviously it's great like learning from books and um you know doing different creative tasks or whatever um related to travel and things but yeah like I would say like long term it is like kind of important for us to to keep um international travel kind of like open um and get the airlines running again in the same way kind of that they were before but yeah so besides from that though um I'm kind of thinking I don't know about you guys but I'm kind of thinking that car shares and in particular like uber shares should be something that's become like a lot more common and um become a lot more kind of like economical into the future because then obviously um we're still able to visit like certain um destinations and we're still able to I mean, we're still able to visit, like, particular destinations that we might not necessarily be able to reach otherwise through, like, train or whatever, or because obviously, like, trains and buses and stuff, like, only go to a certain point. But, like, so I think, like, Uber shares are a really good answer because then you can literally go to any place that you're going. But, like, if we could all just share more, like, share our rides more, with other people kind of going a similar route like that would be really great so I think that's something to think about and also like going forward I mean I'm kind of thinking that I mean I I take the bus and um actually when I was back in Vancouver not too long ago like I used to have a bike as well and so I would like ride my bike as well quite frequently and use that um you know as a natural means of transport to kind of get me um from my house to the station to go to work and it really just made my journey like a lot quicker and it's great for you as well guys because obviously you know when you get out on a bike ride or even if it's just for a short amount of time you get like all your muscles moving you get your blood pumping um 
you like, you know, it's a great cardiovascular exercise. Um, you get the wind like whipping around your face and, uh, it's just really, really good for your body. And, you know, you'll start to get more toned legs and like more toned core and, you know, uh, all your muscles kind of start to look better. Um, and you know, you'll likely lose weight as well by cycling and it's good for the environment, right? So I think while we, a lot of us are kind of like working from home, um, on laptops and, perhaps we have a bit more time on our hands or a bit more freedom than we usually would. It might be good to get into a routine of working, um, you know, uh, of, sorry, of, of cycling, uh, from various places from A to B, um, or cycling sort of the route to your workplace or, um, just for a quick cycle, going for a quick cycle at lunchtime. Cause I think, you know, if we make these things habits now, while while it's maybe a bit more of a, um, well, we've got more time, then when things really get, like, up and running again, we'll already have that, like, habit formation there. And so, like, habit formation is so important, guys, right? Because, um, and I have sometimes been, like, not always the best with this because often I'll create habits and then I'll stick at them for a certain amount of time and then something will happen or like I'll or I'll like move or something and then I'll kind of get out of the habit of something and I'll have to like consciously like put it back into play but if we basically if we literally start making something a habit and we do it like at the same time every day or literally just like every day or whenever um, then after a while that habit becomes like second nature to us and so we don't have to think about it anymore. So yeah, I would advocate for uh, more bike rides and, and more walking as well while, um, you know, everybody's kind of got like a bit more uh, time on their hands. But uh, yeah, also using buses is good, um, using trains is good as well. Um yeah, I really do think if we could get more high-speed electrified lines, that would be fantastic. I guess it's just that building the infrastructure can be difficult sometimes, and, you know, there's a lot of money that's needed to do that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, so I suppose when we talk about travel, though, we are not just talking um about means of travel and like kind of everyday travel but uh, I suppose as I was touching on before um travel is often commonly uh used for like leisure purposes for touristic purposes um you know since the well in the last 50 years or so um we have found that uh travel has been opened up to uh most like people and families uh most of us can kind of afford to go on holiday for like uh, a beach holiday or whatever uh for at least uh one week a year and so yeah kind of air travel and package deals um and that kind of thing has become um much much more um, common and we're so blessed as well to have this luxury right like it is it is a luxury and um, yeah we're blessed to have it but so when we speak about travel yeah we're talking about like I guess regular travel which I've kind of talked about before means of travel transportation and then yeah touristic travel as well like holidays and vacations um, that kind of a thing. Now, I do actually have an official definition here. So, travel, it says on Google, is going from one place to another, typically over a distance of some length. So, e.g. travelling uh, from Libya to Ireland. So, um, yeah, really, you know... It is about getting from point A to point B, but 
definitely when we're talking about like tourism and travel, um, you know, it's about the journey, the meaning of the journey, the significance of the journey, um, getting to learn about uh, those other cultures and like it's about seeking out uh, novelty and exploring and, um, you know, kind of the collection of ideas as well and seeing how other people do things differently to how we do things and kind of, you know, when you're traveling, you can kind of learn <laughs> the best tips and the best life hacks uh, for everything. And then you can kind of mash together all of the best life tips and hacks to kind of make your own uh, super duper amazing best approach to life. <laughs> so yeah that's what travel is all about really and um so tourism though a lot of people when they um when they become tourists like to go to see like the greatest wonders of the world and then we also have like uh man-made wonders so amazing beautiful architectural buildings and we also have um we also have natural wonders and so a lot of tourists will go and sort of seek out uh, these places as as uh, tourist spots uh, of and they'll take pictures because they're places of kind of like great significance and beauty um and so when i'm talking about great wonders and stuff and um, places of significance like uh, some examples of like man-made wonders will be like uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Eiffel Tower, um, you know that kind of thing and when so when we're talking about like um, natural wonders there's like Uluru or Ayers Rock in Australia it's like this big red rock in the middle of the desert and um, it's kind of got like different patterns on it and um, there are a lot there's a lot of aboriginal history and kind of like uh, tales associated with the significance um, of uh, Uluru or Ayers Rock um and basically um there's also other great wonders there's like um the flat topped mountains now i don't know i don't know if you'd actually class these as a great wonder or not but like definitely they're like natural wonders so um there's one in venezuela and i believe that there are also other ones in various places in uh south america but these flat top mountains are amazing because they're like um, a super unique habitat for wildlife. And so I hear that there are all these different butterfly types and frogs like on the top of these flat top mountains. And it's supposed they're supposed to be like very enchanting and lots of people kind of like mythically or whatever have said they've had some really deep spiritual experiences like on the flat top mountain or whatever you know because you're just in this like what is essentially a whole new world so that's something that I really want to go explore now there is also there are also places like there's the Grand Canyon um which I actually haven't been to. I've been to Las Vegas and that was so much fun. <laughs> and then, but yeah, the Grand Canyon, um, I will go to that at some point. But um, it literally, it literally like, um, yeah, looks absolutely stunning. You know, it's this kind of like great canyon in the middle of the, the desert and it's really hot out there. And it's kind of got all of this like amazing bright red orangey stone. And um, yeah, like I believe there are tours and stuff that you can do around the Grand Canyon. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's one of like the great wonders um, of uh, the US as well. So uh, that's super cool. So yeah, um, 
people often go to see like great places of significance like that on their holidays and obviously you know as travel has become um, a lot more accessible after the um, over the last 50 years or so um, a lot of younger people have started to travel more and so particularly we've seen a great expansion that sounded really weird then what am I saying expansion Expan- expansion <laughs> of um like backpacking backpacking style holidays and uh you know like young people staying in like youth hostels and backpackers hostels and going for like a few weeks and literally like taking their stuff and um the bare minimum kind of thing and going to explore the world on a shoestring budget um, and, you know, meeting lots of like-minded people along the way. So, yeah, I did a lot of backpacking summer 2014 and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, The trip that I was talking about to you earlier was with a few of my best friends and so we flew from London to Prague and then we went Prague to Poland, Poland to Budapest, Budapest to um, Budapest to Slovenia and Slovenia to Croatia and it was really great because I don't know um, if it's the same now, I would have to check but like uh, I got this interrail pass, me and my friends got this interrail pass, which um, was basically like you could use uh, so many train lines as long as it was it as long as it was within a ten day period. Um, so yeah, like we started the trip and then you you know you plan your train routes, the routes that you're going to travel, and then this pass will allow you to kind of uh, you know travel those routes or whatever as long as it's within the ten days. And so it's really fun. And um, a lot of the trains in um, like we did yeah like Eastern Europe, a lot of the trains in Eastern Europe, um, they are usually quite spacious. And often you'll meet other backpackers who are doing the same thing. And that's one great thing about travel as well, guys, because people are like relaxed on their holidays, like they're in vacation mode. And so it's a really nice time that you can go and network with people and uh, get to know like different types of people and like hear their stories, get recommendations for other good places that might be amazing to travel to. And, um, you can literally, um, you can just learn so much through experiences, right? And honestly, like, I've met some really, really cool people, um, traveling. And, uh, so, yeah, we, we did the interrailing trip, though, just kind of, kind of like me and my friends, like, independently of um any tour companies or whatever and that was kind of cool because we stayed in the the backpackers hostels and within those hostels like there were um a lot of like games that uh, are put on for you and so you'll get to meet other people who are staying <coughs> in the uh the hostels with you and you know they'll be from all different countries and <coughs> you'll get to like you know hear their stories and um then if you're kind of like staying in the big hostel dormitories you know you're basically um you'll basically like be in a bunk bed and they'll be like either your friend or like some cool hippie weirdo um who's kind of doing the same thing as you like in the bunk uh, above you or below you and then everybody's kind of got their suitcases like strewn over everywhere and you but you just have a great time and you're all there uh to learn about uh the geography of places and to meet new people and so everybody is generally like uh really happy and on a good vibe so <clears throat> yeah I definitely recommend that and it's cool because obviously when you travel independently um you get to uh pick your own um, schedule and, you know, you get to choose what you see. (coughs) Whereas obviously if you do go with a tour company, 
excuse me, if you go with a tour company, um, you know, they, they might uh, pick the kind of excursions for you. But then obviously, if you do it yourself, you can uh, choose exactly what you would uh, like to do. Um, and so perhaps in some ways, then you're getting like a more organic experience of the culture. Um, perhaps experiencing things um, a bit more on the rough and ready uh, side of things. Um, but yeah, and it's also good, guys, because... I don't know if you know about these things and obviously like we probably shouldn't be talking about it so much with uh, COVID and stuff at the moment but when I travel like I always try and check like the best flight deals online so I'll use like flight comparison sites like um, Skyscanner and Flight Hub to kind of get the best deals on my flights so I really recommend like utilizing that you can see like the whole month and so which um, flights to and from like are the fastest ones take the least amount of time and you can also look for like the best prices as well and um, you know you'll also be able to say which def- different airlines um, there are kind of doing your travel route or whatever. So yeah I would definitely 100% recommend that and yeah but do check flight hub as well because uh, as well as skyscanner because it depends uh i'd say i do tend to use skyscanner the most but uh flight hub sometimes can be cheaper as well and does have really good deals and i'm sure that there are other great flight comparison sites out there as well so um yeah when you do travel kind of like independently it's good because you can utilize all of those sites to get like um good efficient deals and you can also add on extras and things like I believe I have I haven't done it myself but I believe you can add on like uh buses and kind of uh linking transport as well if you are using sites like uh, Skyscanner and Flight Hub um now yes tour companies though so when I was like backpacking or whatever um that summer after I graduated like I also did um a group tour with a sort of a young people's group of 18 to 30 year olds um I went with a company called Sail Croatia Uh, to Croatia (laughs) sailing from uh, Split to Dubrovnik that was fantastic one of the best times ever Um, so yeah I booked in advance and then yeah flew out to Split and then basically um, it was me and a bunch of the most super fun cool people that I've ever met in my life and um, you know everybody was there like partying and you know it's cool because yeah in the day you're on you're on your boat you're on your um we didn't quite have it it was kind of like halfway between a yacht and a boat it's hard to describe but anyway it was really fun because there was like a bar on the boat and stuff and like things to do and they organized like various activities for you and um yeah everybody's just getting to know each other and having a really fun time like sailing along and you know you're all there looking at this amazing crystal clear uh, blue sparkly Mediterranean water and there's like a Mediterranean uh, breeze like lapping around you and I was like very very blessed to go in August and it was just beautiful weather um it was really hot like we were so blessed with the sun and um then yeah so I think we went to Havar was one of the islands I can't remember the name of all of the islands there were a couple before that but Havar was one that stood out to me because it was one of the bigger islands and it was um you have amazing uh like parties there and um you know it's actually really cool because there's like on Havar there's like a mini club as well like on an island so sort of like and you can get uh, a boat from the island to the mini island just to go to uh, this club so that's really cool right and then there was uh, there was another club on the island as well I think it was called like pink flamingos or something like that I don't know that may be wrong but uh, I remember in that one there was like lots of shiny mirrors and stuff and that was very cool 
Um, and there was also this really cool beach bar. And they had these like massive cocktail jugs and they were like so tall, literally the ones that like uh, go from like your waist like right up to your like head kind of thing. And they have they had like loads of colourful straws in them and you could like choose um, which mixes like you wanted to have and stuff. And so that was a really fun experience. And then also as an island, like Havar is generally really beautiful as well because um it's just, it's got, like, all of these amazing kind of, like, cobbled, not, like, cobbled, but, like, stony kind of, like, pathways and, like, hills and stuff. And, um, yeah, like, these cool trees, which, are, uh, you know, there's kind of, like, I always think they look kind of, like, spidery trees that kind of twist and twine and they're not, like, really tall. They're almost, like, bushes kind of thing. But, like there are kind of lots of them and then there's like open spaces where you can kind of like look out at the, the at the view and um yeah like I don't know it's the kind of place that you could just like sit on the hill and have these trees surrounding surrounding you and just kind of like contemplate life and look at the stars so yeah it's just really very beautiful and also there's a lot of amazing food there as well so I know I ate way too many carbs that holiday <laughs> but some of the pizzas and like the pasta is fantastic because I know that sounds really basic but basically um the dough it's like so moorish and like really flavoursome and kind of not too um not too thin but not too thick either but it's got like a real kind of like taste to it maybe somewhat of like a yeasty taste I don't know um but like the pizza was really gorgeous and uh there's lots of like homemade pasta and things and the sauces are like really lovely and rich and creamy so that was great and I also went to same trip we went to another island called uh, Mijet and that was cool because that was like more of an outdoorsy island and um, I actually hired like a bike with some of my friends we hired like mountain bikes and we rode around like the whole island we went to see these kind of like little beaches and coves and you can also hire kayaks on the island as well and you know, it's just very cool because uh, it's quite, um, you know, naturally beautiful and uh, it's quite uh, sparsely populated. So there's not many people around and you can kind of really like reflect on things and just take in the scenery um, and enjoy like being in the moment with not too much to uh, worry about. So, yeah, like I had, uh, yeah, a great time. Uh, on Mijet and there are other islands as well and they're all great and then this tour ended in Dubrovnik which is like um they film uh, Game of Thrones some of it in Dubrovnik as well so it's really cool because you've got like the walled city and then all of the kind of terracottery uh red roofs and um yeah, Dubrovnik is, is super cool because in the day they have like all these like market stalls and like uh, tables outside of the restaurants, like in the big kind of walled uh, city area and stuff. Um, and then, you know, at night there's sort of lots of restaurants and bars still open. And I also remember there was a really, really great club in um, Dubrovnik as well, as well. And all of the walls are kind of um, like stone, like kind of like a cathedral. Uh, and it all looks really very kind of, um, I don't know, just really authentic. And like, because I, I don't know, I lived, yeah, I lived in Canada for, like, a couple of years and, um, and spent, like, some time in, like, America as well, in, um, the US as well, and I really, really love, like, the whole of North America and Canada and, like, you know, all of it, like, it's, it's great, but, like, I did find that when I was living there, like, I did miss some of, like, the old, 
um, architectural, like, historical buildings and kind of like old stone and little pathways and stuff like that that you really get lots of in Europe. So, um, yeah, it was cool, like, to see, like, a club in this, like, really, like, old building as well. Like, it was, that was very cool. So, yeah, and there are things like that in other places in Europe too. Like, I remember there was a similar thing when I went to uh, Barcelona too um, with a couple of my friends. So, yeah, that was that was good. And, yeah, I... Um, so, I would say that going with uh, tour companies can sometimes be really, really beneficial. Um, if you're looking to kind of really throw yourself into a holiday, like meet new people, um, if you've got like a specific like route that you really want to see, but you're not too confident about like going it alone or, or, you know, you just want a bit of guidance there as well. Cause often with like the tour groups, you'll get like, uh, a qualified tour guide as well. And someone who organizes like excursions and trips for you out to the points of significance or whatever the uh out to these sort of uh great historical landmarks um and yeah like often I mean sale Croatia was different but often these companies especially if you're traveling like within Europe you'll they'll literally just uh drive you by coach from each point to point so um yeah it can be a lot easier if you're kind of not confident enough to uh plan like your own your own route kind of thing so yeah I mean um there is also uh, a tour company called Contiki that I went on holiday with as well. Like I did a ski tour with them and uh, we got the coach from London to uh, Austria. So obviously we got the ferry like in between, but that was all sorted out by uh, Contiki. And yeah, we went to a place near Innsbruck called Hopfgarten. And they have a really, really incredible, fantastic ski scene now with lots of different uh, pieces and, um, lots of different pieces for different, um, abilities as well. Like when I say pieces, I mean like ski runs. Um, and yeah, there's like cool, um, variations as well that you can do with the skiing there. So there's like night skiing, uh, where they light up the whole, uh, slope for you with like these fog lights and then you can go skiing at nighttime and, um, there's also like there was like an ice bar like an an igloo kind of thing on the top of one of the um mountains and it's cool because you can all get like drinks at this uh ice bar and then like kind of ski down the mountain um afterwards so yeah that's super super cool um yeah so one of the other companies that do that kind of thing is G2 of Adventures, G2 Adventures, wait, no, not G2 Adventures, sorry, G Adventures, and they are a good company if you want to do something that's a bit more off the beaten track, because Contiki is a bit more like, um, just a bit more social, getting thoroughly, like, involved with, uh, everybody else on the tour, making new friends, and, um, really kind of like having fun, like hedonistically kind of thing. Whereas G Adventures um, is like kind of the same thing, but I think often they can go a little bit more uh, off the beaten track. Um, and like I know one of my friends went like uh, trekking um, in Southeast Asia and that was with G Adventures and uh, apparently that was fantastic um but yeah there are those are just the um it's mainly like young people that do those uh tours or those are 
mainly tour companies for young people, but there are also some amazing uh, tour companies out there for um, older people as well, and um, people in their like thirties and forties, whatever. Um, and yeah, so I think that they are always a beneficial thing to do. Now, yeah, so I don't know what kind of travel everybody's done in the past, whether you kind of prefer doing your own thing, traveling independently or traveling like in a tour group or whatever. And then obviously there's lots of different different destinations that you can go to. So one reason why I really like to travel is because I like to experience the different geography of, of different countries, the different terrains. Um, I like to see or I like to go to, you know, vast sandy beaches with um, like beautiful like palm trees and stuff and like clear like bright blue seawater and like sea fishes and like turtles and stuff in the water or okay like maybe that's maybe you don't see turtles in the water all the time right but there's like really cool beaches that you can go to I believe there's like um yeah I mean there's beaches in Southeast Asia and Australia I believe where you can you can actually go and like um help like the turtles hatch and make sure that they get to their um that they get to their uh environments like the what am I saying sorry but like you can make sure that they got to get to the sea okay and like look after them and like there's always kind of like different conservational projects that you can do uh with different companies like as a tourist as well and also um like there are amazing like mountainous terrains that are really great to visit uh where the altitude is much higher and the air is kind of fresher and crisper you feel really energized i think because uh the quality of the air is much better and but because of the altitude as well, I guess sometimes you can feel a bit like more giddy. Um, you can get like a bit of altitude sickness sometimes, but if you don't actually get like altitude sickness and you're just kind of like, you know, doing fine, doing good or whatever, you can feel a bit like giddy, like in a fun mood because like, I don't know, the altitude's less and like, but then of course you're in these great, amazing mountains and um often there's little like uh lakes or tarns or whatever like in between uh mountains and great big bright green patches of grass or snow or whatever and those are just brilliant terrains um and of course then you've got all of the vast amazing deserts and uh the kind of hot dry um environments like and there are deserts like in so many different places as well guys like you've got like deserts in like Morocco even like um out like near Las Vegas and then like obviously uh uh you've got different deserts in uh India and like I don't know in Australia and uh so there's just so many things that you can do and explore, right? But so I guess I'll kind of sum up now, summarise. Uh, it was great spending time with everybody. And I hope that you enjoyed this in some way. Um, I would definitely say that although, yeah, COVID has kind of given us some restrictions it's important to know that we will be able to travel again at some point. We can always make travel plans for the future. Uh, we can budget our travels and, um, you know, kind of if particularly like if you're a young person, you're looking to go off backpacking for a certain amount of time, you can start to plan like how much you'd need for each part of the trip and how, uh, what, 
like things you need to take, which essentials, like, um, and, you know, if there's any special like pieces of kit or equipment that you need, you can start kind of planning for that, whether you need, you know, like ropes or special kind of like uh, mosquito sprays or what have you. So like it's important to think about all of those things. Um, and also I was going to say, and I think I touched on this a little bit before, but while we are kind of stuck a little bit um in one place you know we can actually do some good tourism uh in our own backyard as it were so we can uh do some really good tourism in our local area there are still some great uh attractions and beautiful like places of um nature in our local local area um you know are there nice beaches that you can go to can you go walking up like uh in the mountains or the hills or whatever or um are there particular places of history or art that are near to you and like you you know guys you can always take pictures of these things and obviously make sure like you're wearing your masks and stuff if you need to but like there's still things um, that we can get out to do at this time now yeah so it's been great talking to everybody I wonder what your ideas on travel are and what your thoughts are um yeah I hope that uh, everybody has an amazing rest of their week and I will catch up with you guys soon. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do next time. I'm going to have a think about it. I know I was going to do uh, weird adventures. I may do that. I may do that. Um, but I will look at some other different topics as well. I think I wanted to discuss some more kind of sociological, uh, psychological issues as well. But yeah, it's been amazing talking to you all. And I will speak to you soon. Ciao, ciao for now, guys. Bye-bye.